Welcome to Naja Reviews. This is Brian, your host. And today, we're going to talk about Species, a movie that I saw probably before I should have. Can't remember how old I was, but I do remember me being too young to watch it. But anyway, this one actually has a bunch of people in it. We got Ben Kingsley as Fitch. We got Michael Madsen as Preston. We have the guy that played Doc Ock as Steven somebody. Forrest Whitaker as Dan. And that's about it for the super notable people. I'm 100% convinced that this movie was just made to show off Natasha, lady that plays Sill's boobs, because they show them off way more than I remembered them showing being shown off. But the creature design was a Giger design. And like, they were just like, hey man, you know how you draw biomechanical ladies with like nipple tentacles going in mouths and stuff? They're like, you just do that. We'll just make a creature designed off of your already done painting so you don't even have to do anything because that's what it fucking looks like sure there's a couple of horns and tusks that might not be in the paintings but it's pretty much just a real life representation of his artwork and you get to see it in flashes throughout most of the movie and you do get to see it in full practical bodysuit towards the end and when sill is in giger form Frank Welker is the voice who did the voice of the Anaconda and Anacondas. And I'm pretty sure he was all of the gremlins. I could be making up the second one though. So yeah, this movie is about an experiment that escaped the lab. Alien sequencing gets spliced with human DNA. And as they're terminating the experiment because they realize they might be just in over their head a little bit, it escapes and has to go through its life cycle and this thing is stronger and faster and smarter and it grows faster than a person by like when we convene with this creature it's like two months or three months and it's like a 12 year old girl so it grows really fast it busts through reinforced glass and outruns a couple of humvees so yeah pretty strong pretty fast and they have to gather a team together to find her and they have like a government agent and some scientists and uh yeah since the whole movie's about this life form trying to mate that's why you get all the boobs plus her giger form doesn't have clothes on because that'd be weird all right yeah no this is a good one you should watch it everybody should watch it you know unless you're like a little kid you probably shouldn't watch it but here we go with the overview so it starts off with like i said little girl uh, Fitch, who I already told you who that was, Ben Kingsley, sheds a tear as he says sorry, and then they start to cyanide gas her. She's like, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna punch through the maybe two, two, three inch glass, and then just run away. Gets onto a train, and when she's asleep, she has dreams, and these dreams are like telling her what she is but it's also terrifying because she's half human um so what she sees in this dream and it like fades into the dream after she runs up to a train that's moving that's the transition so it's this skull train no the skull train is later so the dream is two giger humanoids the female one is on bottom and the male one is on top and the only reason the female's on bottom is so we can see alien boobs and alien nipple tentacles and they're just swirling all around in this like void space and then we get cut in with this drifter's face and then when the drifter like she comes to and then the she sees the drifter he's all like being creepy i don't know if he's being creepy or just mentally ill 
We'll say he's being creepy. And she's like, ew, get away from me. Because she just had a creepy dream. And a creepy guy's looking at her. And he he gets flung against the wall. And he's just a twisted pile of twitchy death. So she takes some clothes out of his pack. She gets to a town where this train stops at. She jumps off. And she gets onto a passenger train. She also, before she jumps onto the passenger train, she goes into a store and learns how money works real quick. So when she gets onto the passenger train, she sees where some people, where there's a cash register, and she rips it open and then steals all the money. And she steals a shitload of food. And then it cuts to Fitch. They find the drifter in the car. And then he's like, we need to find a team. And then we see Preston, who's some sort of agent that finds people. And then Dan, who's an empath. And then we get the skulls. So she dreams of a train that's like several skulls in a row with their jaws opening and closing chasing her and she wakes up and then her like she's chubby and then her skin starts to move funny and then she starts to freak out and tentacles start to like shoot through her hands or out of her hands and her whole body and then she just gets drug up into the corner of the place and gets tentacleized there's really no other way to describe it at this point back at hq the rest of the team we get laura who's a molecular biologist and we get steve who is an anthropologist and while that's going on a conductor or a tent attendant whatever they're called on a train comes to check on her and uh she sees the tentacle cocoon it's it it doesn't look like tentacles anymore it looks like a breathing breathing puffy vagina and as she goes up to the thing like what the fuck is this a hand shoots out of it grabs her chokes her out and then sill pops out all nasty and naked and brown but 20 or at least they say she's in her 20s i don't know how old the model slash actress really is Back at HQ, Fitch explains that we sent out a signal in 74 with the human genome and other shit. And then in 93, they got a signal back and the signal had a clean burning fuel, which made them trust the alien signal. And then a DNA sequence with instructions on how to hybridize it with human DNA. So then they tried on a hundred different cells, but only three of them work. So they froze two and they grew sill. And in this point of the movie, Fitch's reason for making them female is because she would be more docile. And then Preston is like, you don't get out much, do ya? And uh, they bring it up again later, but it's like, to be fair, would you really want an unknown alien with a shitload of testosterone? And its only goal is to make as many babies as possible? So I feel like the making them female was a good thing. The reasoning for the more docile part I don't really care about, but it's like, that's potentially one baby, not as many as he can get to being as strong and as fast and as smart as these creatures are. We'll see how that goes in Species 2. Spoiler alert. Then they see a tentacle almost come out of her back while she's having a dream, and that's when the board decides to gas her, and then the movie starts. And now she arrives in LA in the conductor's clothes, and the team finds the car and examines the cocoon, so now they know that she's a grown-up, and then she they run the attendant's like card and information because they were taken still get some clothes so she doesn't look like a parachute conductor the hq is moved to la laura suggests growing a pure strain of the creature to see if they can understand that side since they know the human side still checks into a room 
She turns on the TV and she sees sex and hair dye. And that's the only things that matter that she saw. The experiment happens. As Laura is about to penetrate the cell with the DNA, the camera goes out. So they have to go into the quarantined area, open up the thing, and change out the camera. And while they're doing that, as soon as the camera turns back on, they see that the reaction has started already, and they need to get the lid back on so they can leave. But Preston drops the bolt, and it falls under a grate, and they can't get it out. So Finch is like, seal the doors, we have to burn this room in ten minutes. And then this brown, nasty, puffy grossness starts to happen inside the container and this like tentacle worm well they burn it but that doesn't work because this tentacle worm shoots out slams in the gap the glass preston like flamethrowers it with this fucking gas thing but that just makes it twirly roll across the room towards laura and then he stabs the shit out of it and they think it's dead and then it just like gooshes more brown nasty shit up the side of the wall and while finch is distracted because there's like 30 seconds left until it's going to burn the room. Fucking Dan distracts him while Steve hits the open button. They get out real quick, close it, and it burns the whole room. So then as she's leaving the motel, the motel guy is like, I need your card so you can stay here. So she gives the card. And then she's like, where can I find a guy? And the dude's like, you can go to the id. So the team's on the way because they got the hit. And she goes for a guy, but this other chick swoops in and steals him. So Syl follows this chick to the bathroom. And the chick's like, you do what you got to do, right? And Syl's like, all right. So she goes into the other room and, uh... Her gigrified hand smashes through the wall and rips her spine on in half. Just, and then she goes and jumps on another guy and is like, let's go. And he's like, all right then. Uh, the team gets there in just enough time for them to leave before they catch her. And they're at dude's house and she watches him take a shower. So then he's like, hey, how about you get naked? And then when they're about to go in for the start of this, she all of a sudden is like, nope, can you take me back, please? And to be fair, she's very, very polite about it. And all she wanted was a ride back to the club. And he is like, no, how about we don't do that? And she's like, I would really like to go home now, please. And he's like, how about no? So then she goes in for a kiss that ends up with a tentacle coming out of the back of his neck. He deserved it. You think the cot or the team is about to catch her, but she's long gone. And uh, they realize that the reason that she turned on him so quickly was because he was a diabetic. I'm glad that I wouldn't have got murdered in that situation. Just would have been disappointed. Anyway, now Syl figures out, because she goes back to the club in that dude's car, and she sees him, so now she knows that she's being followed. And then she has a dream. I think this is the one where the tentacle penis thing goes through or like in between her legs and then into her chest hole, like between her boobs. It's a weird dream. And then she just like wakes up in the car that she stole and it runs out of gas. So she goes on a walk and this guy on a skateboard makes this other dude have to swerve and she gets launched into a fucking bus stop thing. And this uh, this guy's like... I need to take you to the hospital. So he gets her to the hospital and he pays for her bill on his card. Then her shoulder just like heals in front of the doctor and she's just like, let's go guy, new guy. So the team gets a call from the hospital. So they go over there and then they run, they run the guy's number. And so they're at his house and he's like literally the nicest guy. He's like the polar opposite of the other guy because she comes on like real strong. She's like, we need to get this done. Come on. 
hurry, I want a kid. And he's like, like before she said that, because she does say that, before, when she's just being like forceful, he's like, calm down, slow down, it's okay. And it's like a, a stall. And unfortunately, she realizes that the team's coming to get him, and he stalled too long. So as the team comes up, he gets pulled underwater and gets uh, nipple tentacles down his throat hole until he dies from it. And she runs off into the woods and hides until she turns back into a person and runs off and finds this other girl, this woman. And she's like, I need your help. She just so happened to find a woman that's her her size, if you catch my drift. And then she circles back, and then she reads the lips of the team and the team is going to go back to the bar even though the smart people were like we probably shouldn't go back to the bar so on the way back to the hotel for the the team preston and laura flirt because there has to be romance as well i guess Syl has a wet dream about preston and then she wakes up in that lady's bed while that lady is tied up next to her And then she's like, have you ever had any dreams? Do you know what life's about? All those kind of questions. And the lady's like, no, can you just let me go, please? But she says it way more screamy and cryy. And Syl's like, no, but I'm going to chop my thumb off in front of you with some shears and watch it grow back. And then I'm going to cut your thumb off. And then she goes and scopes out a ravine that has a power junction. And then she goes and steals a car and gets like mm, 20 gallons of gas. And then... She goes to the club, gets Dan's attention, starts a car chase, fucking goes down the ravine, bails out, nobody sees her, and she slams into the thing, and all that's left in the car is a charred corpse and a thumb. And they think it got ripped off in the door, because she ripped the door off to jump off. So they're in the club, and or they go back, and they're like, yay, the job's done, even though they're sad, because they wanted to catch her instead of kill her most of the time. And she goes back to that woman's house, and she dies and cuts her hair. And then she goes back to the hotel, and she's going to get Preston, but Preston is like, nah, I'm going for Laura. Steve strikes out with the women, so then Syl just picks him up. And they start to bang. And as they bang, while Laura and Preston bang, Dan comes up. And Dan's like, I can feel that she's here. And she feels up the door, or he feels up the door, and then goes and wakes up Preston and Laura. And then they go to the room, and then she literally is like, I just felt life happen. You can feel it. And then that's when Steve realizes who he just had sex with and she geegers out and slashes the shit out of him and busts through the door and then she runs down into the basement or the garage and she like rips through steel doors she goes down into the sewer system they get some flamethrowers a machine gun that doesn't get used and a grenade launcher so they're down in the sewers dan can't figure out which way to go because she's a smart alien hybrid creature and she stays underwater near dan for a little bit which throws him off and then laura and preston go in one direction and fitch has a like a freak out for no reason like literally dan's been correct pretty much this whole movie yeah sure he's a little slow but empaths have their moments he's been right the whole time and fitch is just like i'm gonna not listen to you so i can go off on my own and get grabbed from the water and my jaw ripped off and then she goes back underwater and then she hides and then they're running around and then she jumps into the water and this is where you get to see a good look at her in a practical way i mean the sex scene was a good one too but she's crouched up in a thing and she jumps into the water and then she swims and then she goes into this cave that was opened up because of an earthquake so they go in there and then she has birth and her boob chest 
tentacle area just opens up and she's like, I'm going to pull this baby monster out of my chest hole. And then Dan sees some movement and goes up and looks and it's a just a it's a little boy. And of course he hesitates because it looks like a little boy, which is dumb because you know that it's not a little boy. And he's like, nobody's going to hurt you. And then the kid shoots a tentacle out of his mouth at him. And he's like, oh shit. And he falls. And then the kid like giggers out and he's totally in CG and it sucks. It looks like shit. Sills in CG for most of the end of this and she sucks as a CG creature. The tentacles and the regeneration, I gave a pass, but their CG forms are shit. Anyway, flamethrower to the stomach and then like rolls him over and there's like a cliff with water at the bottom, but Dan drops the flamethrower with the kid and it like pops somehow and it spreads the oil or the fuel all over this pool of water. So Dan is hanging from a ledge and the kid's just burned to death and Sill's like, I'm pissed off. And she runs for a while and like laura fell in the water but she's out of the water now preston is running towards dan to help him and sill like practical nipple tentacles grabs him from like up above through a crevice and then he cuts the nipple off and keeps and then she jumps out in front of him and he shoots the shit out of her with a pistol and she falls into the fiery water and she's like i'm burning in fire and they pick up, they go to get Dan, and then she's like, alien resurrection, grabs onto his leg. Preston has his, like, fucking cool guy line that I can't remember because it wasn't that cool or memorable or, like, punny. And he loads the grenade launcher and explodes her head. And then they leave. And then a rat is like, I'm gonna chew on this tentacle. And then tentacles another rat and eats it. And it's like, that was pointless. One, that's never been said that that's how it works. Two, why do you need a sequel hook when you already have a built-in sequel hook with the two frozen embryos? I don't even think they use the stupid rat or at least the situation. Because, well, I haven't seen three and four, so I don't know what happens in those but at least in one and two they they don't that doesn't do anything it was pointless and stupid there was no reason to put it at the end if they wanted like a sequel hook all they had to do was like do one of those they shouldn't have done anything and they should have just left right and we could have had a moment with the characters after they finished the mission that's what how the movie should have ended or have zoom in on the frozen canister with the two embryos in it so yeah that was species it's fucking great the only problem is the stupid rat part. And it's 95. I can't harp on the CGI too much. But yeah, if you don't mind a bunch of sex and nipples and horrible things happening to people with those tentacle nipples, this one's a pretty good one. Um, I think that's all I have to say other than like I skipped a week like I said I was gonna. But next week is going to be Pumpkinhead 2, whatever the subtitle is, because I can't remember. And one of them's pretty gross. And then the other one is pretty gross. So... <laughs> I will talk to you all next week. I hope you all have a good week. Bye.